At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Oh, hey, check this out. Somebody said that Donald Trump is a white supremacist and the most ignorant president of our time. You don't think it's true, do you? <laughs> Oh, God, and look, ESPN is trying to cover up her statement because, you know, it's so amazing to see that when people speak the truth, everybody is hurt by it. But when people speak lies, that's all they want to hear. Hmm. Very odd conundrum, I'd like to say. But then again, we live in the days of alternative facts now, don't we? And you know what? Getting to the heart of the truth is exactly what this show is about from time to time. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on... J360 Ray. Hey, J360 Legion, and welcome to episode 35 of the J-Man Show. Part of a unique double special that we're going to do. I'm going to try to give you two J-Man Show episodes today. And 36 is going to follow behind this one. Uh, And speaking of which, I'm also doing another bit of double duty because I'm creating the J-Man Show right now as I'm simultaneously building the power play. I know it's been a trouble production, but anticipating problems and solving them are part of the creative process. Someone or something has a problem, you get off your ass and you work your magic. You know, you all have been waiting quite a while for this project to shine, so... It's gonna get done one way or another, you have my word. And as a matter of fact, retro gaming is the backbone of this series as the wall of shame is always glaring at me. So I do have to rebuild all structures for this series. It'll pay off in the end. Though it really helps that some of these games haven't had the pleasures of being re-released on current gens. So, I think this is the next best thing for a new direction. I'm also working on a new screenwriting project, just carving out the process of this detective character too, and trying to make sure that it's not as cliche as possible. Though I'm sure by the time I add layers and give him three dimensions here, those cliches might just sneak in. And as a writer, you know, I just have to make it work and believe that I can in order to get that done. I will remind all of you other creators out there to never criticize or edit as you work, because it's like sailing without a rudder and driving without gas. Let the first draft breathe with cliches, mistakes, and bad grammars. That's what makes them great. And the best part is, we get to kill our darlings at the right time. Yeah, we call it the final draft, and usually that might not be good enough either, so we have to go ahead and do another rewrite. But writing is rewriting, and if you can't find yourself having fun with that process, you know, you might have to look into another industry. It isn't for everybody, but I suggest everybody try to do it. You know what I'm saying? It takes patience, determination, and guts. And I know a lot of you have it. Do, 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 you have it. Guts. Do, 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 you have it. Guts. I missed that show. But I'm sure this pilot episode of the Power Play is going to have flaws too. And, you know, I'm okay with it. Because if I entertain all of you in any of my work from the J-Man show to the Cyclone to the Power Play, 
and then some of the one-offs that I've done over the years, then I've done my job. And usually this is where I do my Trump watches, right? And honestly, I don't have to say anything because Jamalee Hill from ESPN Sports Center 6 dropped the load on Twitter about the 45th retrograde. Yeah, I don't have to do anything this week. Isn't that refreshing? But you are also seeing that the White House is more butthurt than usual, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the giant blimp, has finally called the incident a fireable cause. This isn't an incident. Let me tell you something about this, okay? I know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the press secretary, and I have NFG about that whole thing. But since Miss Hill isn't a correspondent in the 45th Circus, Sanders has no grounds to call on who deserves to be fired or not. And plus, as thin-skinned as Trump is, I wouldn't put it past him to be offended about this. After all, Miss Hill said he is a white supremacist and is the most ignorant president of our time. And dare I say, she must have told the truth because I haven't seen so many burnt people posting responses in my life. And that's this week. Because if it's not true, then how come he'd have a hard time denouncing the KKK alt-right and neo-Nazis like Richard B. Spencer and David Duke, even during his campaign? How come his handling of the Charlottesville aftermath became a debacle by throwing in the alt-left? Like, they're the ones that did the rioting on the 11th. And how come he chose the man with well-known opposition and reluctance to civil rights as his attorney general? You know, that guy that looks a lot like Ernie Keebler. I won't say any names, and let us not forget his obsession with this border wall and opposition to DACA. Yeah, you see, whereas I won't say what he'll post it, though I think I probably did. I'm not going to say she's wrong, but there's plenty of evidence surrounding Trump's stink and it's been festering and broiling since last November. And you all know this. And not to mention, the woman said her piece on Trump's weapon of choice, Twitter. She didn't say it on her show, but much like a worker in retail, this becomes an image problem for the brand when you tell the truth. You're unsatisfied about a work issue or other problems? Don't post it. Let that stuff stay inside and be repressed because that's how mental health and problems are solved. You don't like the way the world works? Well, don't be honest with yourself on it because you may lose your livelihood in the process. I'd say to hell with that. Convergence in media has caused a lot of progress and plenty of headaches. Because you see, people don't like to be talked about, but they love to talk about others. Business boards like to do unethical, illicit things, but when someone is pushed too far and took a stand against the railroading, now they have a problem. Oh, we don't want you talking bad about the bad things we're doing to all of you. Oh yeah? Then cut the bullshit. Stop making people's lives a living hell. Quit elevating those that are a part of your inner circle at work and give benefits and pay raises to people that work hard and are dedicated to their job you're trying to overturn. If someone is speaking up about something they don't agree with or is unethical and is threatening their ability to carry on at the business and you and your power-tripping ways can't handle a few posts on any social media, well, that says plenty about you and your property. When those people leave, what have you got then? Think about it. See, those of you at the top, you don't take the time to look at what goes on down at the bottom, do you? And then you sit there and then you wonder, gee... How can I solve this problem? How can I have my business afloat without people actually down there doing the work with me? And I know I'm saying with me, though you really think for you, right? See, that's a problem. Now, let's be honest here. 
it does remain to be seen whether ESPN fires this woman or not. Chances are I don't think she's going to get fired. She has people in her corner. She'll be fine. But I think at best she's going to be moved at another time slot or probably put on a whole other shift most likely. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she'll be fired right out. Put it that way. Because there's already enough racial problems going on. And if ESPN pulls this kind of thing, they're going to try to find a way to just move her around. She won't necessarily be on Sports Center at 6 anymore. And needless to say, when she spoke out about this, I agreed with her. You know what I'm saying? Because the man has a track record for not having strong race relationships. And you can see this stuff happening every week. Especially when he's on Twitter lambasting about this and talking about, Oh, I took all of the politicians out to dinner and maybe we'll make a deal on things and then he overturned that because allegedly the deal wasn't about anything you see what i'm saying the guy is such a liar that even his lies aren't credible anymore if they ever were but going back into it though i would like to also say this that she is a minority that spoke out and i don't think a dent would have hit the 45th retrograde if it was Kathy Griffin or Chelsea Handler that said it too. And they've said things before. As a matter of fact, Kathy Griffin had that whole, you know, that picture where Trump was not all together. Let's put it that way. So once again, I'm just looking at this and seeing that this is once again another story that they're going to run and puff some smoke with while North Korea is over there testing out any sort of nuclear weapon they have with NFG all over it. And you all know what NFG stands for, so I don't have to explain that. But, <laughs> and, then, and then we got to go back to our would-be leader, and he's sitting over here wanting a pat on the back for things that he's done, which is absolutely nothing, and nothing is getting solved as usual. So, you know, let, let him go on his whole thing. Let, let him, you see, the thing is, is that I don't think we really won anything in 2016, and it shows. This is something that's been going on ever since January 20th to knee-deep in September, and nothing is done. Because all of his ideas have been just crackpot, closed-minded, xenophobic, and all sorts of wrong for the country. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have noticed that Trump is not 100% for America like he's selling himself to be, right? Like, some of y'all are not necessarily wearing the blinders and hiding yourself from him. I know his face is something that only his mom could love, and even then, I don't know. But truth be told, you you, you are paying attention to what's going on. That That's pretty much what I'm saying, right? I hope so. Because it seems like it's going to get a lot deeper from here, and that's the last thing we want is some more shit under our boots, right? Or at least his. I mean, after all, he's... He, I'm going to be amazed to see how this debacle flares out. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. (laughs) I'm telling you one thing, though. That was bold that she put that out there, you know. Though if you were paying attention, it isn't far from the truth. You know, I could go on from here and talk about crazy Steve Bannon, too. But what hasn't been said about him lately? Let's just go into another topic right now in honor of the Power Play's big return. In the release of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite on Monday, I would like to introduce you to a new segment called, What Are You Playing?
Ah, damn, I miss Mortal Kombat 1 on Genesis, man. Just couldn't get enough of that Liu Kang and, of course, get over here from Scorpion and ripping the spine out of people with Sub-Zero. Eh, good old days, man, just good old days. Even to this day, I don't think anything can really touch the Sega Genesis in terms of, like, the content that was on it. Though, a lot of you will probably disagree with me, and then there's some of you that are of the new school that say, What the hell's a Sega Genesis? Did you just go ahead and you fire up an emulator and, or find your uncle out there or somebody that still games, and they'll let you know what it is. Good old 16-bit goodness until that 32X came into our lives. And we all know exactly where Sega was going with that. In the toilet. And while I often keep the power play subject secret, there are other games I've been looking into. And you see, one of them was WWE 2K14. I know we're up there to where it's 2K18 now. But you see, the thing about it is, I love 2K14 just because I went through the WrestleMania mode. I haven't been a big pro wrestling fan for quite a while. I think it was still the Attitude Era when I was big into wrestling on both WCW and WWF. Or now WWE. But you know, outside of those licensing woes, I do have to say that playing this game, all the memories just come flooding back. Now, I do pay attention to what goes on in the current timeline, because if I don't, I'm pretty much a fossil holding on to days of yesteryear, and I don't want to do that sort of thing. Not to mention that I do like the Nerd Rage podcast, who usually keeps me informed about everything, and Crown Royal Conversation. Shoutouts to both. It's just sitting back and just enjoying, like, the ability to use Hulk Hogan to power slam Andre in WrestleMania 3. Playing all the way up to WrestleMania 30, even though we all know what happens, you know, with Daniel Bryan. That's pretty cool. This actually gets me interested in wanting to play more wrestling games. Like, for 2K18, I may just look into it. I think it's time for the PS4 to step into the power play, and I'll let you all know when that's going to happen. To be honest with you, I have been interested in the backstage politics in pro wrestling. Some of those stories are just better than whatever any of the bookers could ever write it. Especially when they're not trying to force one of them stories that don't go anywhere. Too numerous for me to put on this show. Maybe I'll get Alan to do something about that. But, speaking of wrestling, there's also an old school game that's similar with mechanics called King of Monsters made by SNK. The chief rival of Capcom. Put that in the lineup too so you can all see like how it plays. I'll recommend it to anyone who loves wrestling and kaiju movies. The moveset takes some getting used to, of course, but the music and the action is just so over the top, and as a reminder of something modern mainstream games kind of miss out on, you're pretty much battling either in Osaka, Tokyo, or any of the Japanese cities, and you're just destroying everything while your monster is facing against another monster, and you do have to pin to win, but you can't go any further than outside of the ring because the ring will bounce you back in. It's like that whole area is your wrestling match. So, you know, for those of you out there that like to play retro games or have emulators, go download the King of Monsters ROM. You will not regret it. I guarantee you will love it. SNK should have kept that going. Like, well, actually they did because this collection box I have here is called The Best of SNK Volume 1. Even though Volume 2 never came, the King of the Monsters game was actually a part of that collection. I also know there's a sequel, and the sequel had two additional monsters. I think they were from space, and it was similar to, like, Ghidorah and Gigan. Not not appearances, because, you know, licensing woes. Keep that in mind. 
But, you know, they were monsters from space, and it was like, oh, you guys think that you're the best monsters here on Earth, huh? Well, give us a shot. It led to the monsters on Earth uniting the battle against the ones in space, and it charms the hell out of any kaiju fan, and Godzilla games weren't exactly the best back then. Eventually, we did get great tournament fighters like Godzilla Save the Earth. And speaking of which, there's a lot of great things that SNK came out with. I really need to have their moment to shine. I remember they re-releasing these on PS3. I don't know if PS4 actually got copies or not, because I really don't use my PS4 that much like I should. But, to be honest with you, SNK has seen better days like Capcom has, but that is a company that will always be there during the test of time. You know, back in those days, like Capcom had the blue arcade machines, but SNK had the red arcade machines. And they were hard. Those games were made to pretty much suck money out of you because the hit counter could be cheap, but you were so addicted to the gameplay and the music that you just couldn't stop playing. And I know I was like that with Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown is one of the best games that was ever made from SNK next to King of Fighters. It's like Soul Calibur before Soul Calibur was even a thing. That was like, I'm not gonna, I might be pulling teeth here by saying that was the first weapon-based fighter, but you know, it was one of them, especially for the 16-bit era. And the best way to play it was on Genesis, because we all know how Super Nintendo kind of nerfed things. Family-friendly, but you see, Sega was for more mature gamers. Okay, fine, it really depends, but it goes like this. At least then you didn't have to go through so much for blood codes on that system. And we will leave it at that. Because I'm not a fanboy for neither one of these systems, because I had them both. At my core, I'm a multi-gamer, but also, as I speak about SNK and Capcom as reoccurring subjects of mine, it's because I'm also a fighting gamer too. Now before those of you scream out Namco and Tecmo, yes, I do like Tekken, and I do like DOA. What man doesn't like DOA, to be honest with you? I also speak highly of Capcom and SNK because they were forerunners in their time. When Tecmo came into the fold, and then when Namco came into the fold, things got better. I would love to see a nice Soul Calibur 6, mind you. You know, something to void out 5, but I, there are times I think 5 doesn't really get a fair shake. And I will be doing that on the Power Play too, and I'm supposed to be keeping those a secret, damn it! <laughs> Actually, I've been saying that for quite some time because nobody else in J360 wants to touch Soul Calibur 5 for some reason. And um, I'm sure some of you out there in the J360 Legion will chime in and say, Because Soul Calibur 5 sucks! Don't do it, dude! Don't do it! Now, you all know this. When I talk about horrible movies from time to time, y'all gonna have to let me play these horrible games and let me take a look at it for myself, you know? I do know like how they changed over the characters and they try to move the story forward and the main character is not Siegfried it's actually Sophitia's son I do know that and sometimes that's not a bad thing you know a little bit of freshness you know what I'm saying it happened with Art of Fighting you know after a while it wasn't about Rio's story it became more about Terry's story because you all know who Terry is from Fatal Fury and then somewhere along the line all that stuff changed as soon as King of Fighters became the top franchise for SNK which reminds me, I need to go ahead and get uh, King of Fighters 14, but who knows, I'll probably hold out for 15. It really depends. At least Capcom and SNK battle each other in a sub-series of three games. Two that I own and play consistently, but I still need to find the first installment for the world's most underrated console, the Sega Dreamcast. If there's one thing in the J360 house that needs a 
bit more titles in it, and it will be my Dreamcast collection. So if any of you in the Legion have any suggestions or some titles that you would like to recommend to me sometime, drop some down in the comments section or send me some information on our Twitter at J360Productions. Hashtag J-Men Show, hashtag gaming. And speaking of the Capcom Versus series, the up-and-coming Infinite game, when it comes right down to Capcom versus Marvel, or that. Marvel vs. Catcom. <laughs> I always hold two in high regard because of the roster. I mean, that was 56 characters. It was the first time of the three-on-three tag system. And, you know, while it really didn't have a plot, I mean, none of them had a consistent plot, to be honest with you, there was something there to enjoy, especially when you had no licensing restrictions in sight. You know, you had pretty much the whole X-Men roster on there. And Fantastic Four was missing. Marvel vs. Capcom's not perfect. Simply because they missed out on an opportunity to use Thing in there. Like, I can understand if you didn't want to use the other three members of the Fantastic Four. That's fine. Whatever to that. But if they had Thing in there who's pretty much a brawler. And they had him facing against the Hulk. How cool would that be? Because that actually happened in the comics. But you know, we did get Juggernaut. So, in the end, I guess we kind of got something there. Nah, 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 I take it back, because I really want to relive the whole thing versus Hulk. I mean, that was actually a big deal in the comics, but you know, missed opportunity, but it'll be alright, you know what I mean? And speaking of which, I, I still got a lot of things about the Fantastic Four. Like I said, I really shouldn't be butthurt about it, but I kinda am, because I am a fan, you know what I'm saying? And they're not even making books for that. But let me get back into it, though. The thing about Infinite is, I wasn't really thrilled about the roster. Because, you see, now all of that licensing is in effect. And there are no X-Men characters. You're seeing pretty much the MCU lineup. And they even said, as they were putting the game together, they're all looking into the library of characters that Marvel wants to push. So, you figure, because the movies are so popular, everything is in its heyday right now. Of course, there's going to be characters that we really don't know about. You know, and similar to how they look on the films and, and you know, how they act on film and everything else. So, that to me is kind of interesting. But I also really want to look into how it plays. Because there was moments in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 where it felt more simplistic than need be. Well, no kidding, one of their uh, functions was called Simple, wasn't it? So, I, I still need to experience how it plays. And as for the X-Men not being in the game, that's a bummer. But also, it might be a bit of a fresh take. It really depends on what all of you out there see about it. So, you know, if any of you are listening to this show and really want to talk about any of these games or whatever, I mean, I'm open to it, you know. Just let me in the loop and I'll give you my two cents about it. But, you know, at least Mega Man X is making his first appearance in this. I'm sure he'll probably have the same gameplay abilities as the first Mega Man, so, you know, it's not really much different. But it's good to see Mega Man is back in there along with Zero this time. And as they should be because Sigma's the main bad guy along with Ultron. And then, of course, Thanos is in there. The Guardians are in there. I don't know. I might look into it, though, because there is moments where, you know, some of us hardcore gamers, we have a hard time accepting the new because sometimes we're not so open to the casuals being in there and... Some of these game companies, they want to go ahead and market to the casuals while at the same time they don't want to leave us behind. And they have a hard time pleasing everybody. And then there's times where they're like, you know, just fuck it. We're not going to do it anymore. We don't need to please anybody. We're just going to carry on and do our own thing. 
we're going to make new fans. I wonder if Square ever really thinks of that when they make Final Fantasy games. Because a lot of people sit there and they act like they didn't like Final Fantasy XV when they try to say that it was a Final Fantasy for um, fans and newcomers alike. And they weren't kidding. But I like the way they make differences in series sometimes. But as a fighting gamer, you know, I kind of have to, you know, I have to relearn different things. Because sometimes they'll change the combo system. And then it's not really about the character. It's about the combo system that is with that character now. I can only imagine how uh, Spider-Man plays. But then I see Venom missing. You know, and then I see the Darkstalkers aren't... Oh, actually, yeah, Morgan, Morgan is there. But, you know what, here's the thing. These crossover series from time to time, they're so great. It's good to see that they have representatives of characters from their respective series. But you always take a look at characters like Felicia or Morrigan, and you wonder where is that new Darkstalkers game. And then you remember that Darkstalkers Resurrection didn't sell well according to Capcom, so they're not going to build a Darkstalkers game with the Street Fighter 4 or now Street Fighter 5 engine, which is also a lost opportunity because this would be the perfect time for those games to shine. Now, you can't expect like people to go ahead and look at the retro game and say, oh, well, you know, this this will sell well and everything else. Like... Those of us that were coming up during the 90s, maybe, maybe we would care about that. But you also got a mixed bag of people from different eras that are out here buying these games now. And as they are from different eras buying these games, you got to cater to them. I mean, why not go ahead and just take the time to make a Darkstalkers game? But this is the same company that canceled two Mega Man games. And I guess they're trying so hard to push that anime now. Because there's supposed to be a new animated series coming. Where it's computerized animation and Mega Man has a different look in that butt. But you know, the Mega Man series has become a meta series in general. So they could probably get away with it. Uh, hell, they're going to get away with it anyway because, you know, it's a pre-sold franchise and probably show that people love Mega Man again. But hell, they should have known that from them Smash Brother pre-orders. So I, I don't know what the problem is because we all really want these characters to come back and into their own. But still, it goes like this. When these companies start acting like companies again and remember their heyday instead of just banking off their heydays, maybe they'll have a chance again to rise to prominence and maybe people will actually want to work for them again and maybe things could actually boom like they should i mean we're all in a gaming boom of course games are doing their damnedest to be like movies now and they are playing as movies and it's to the point where that industry is a lot more lucrative than the movie industry now but you see that the whole point about that is maybe it has something to do with convergence maybe it has something to do with how mainstream things have gotten in terms of our media consumption it just remains to be seen Well, now I'm running out of time in this first part of the double special, so that about wraps up episode 35, so please come back for episode 36, which should appear later tonight. See you then, J360 Legion.